Hey there, and welcome to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so glad that you guys tuned in today. So here's what to expect from this podcast, and I'm going to try to not let the perfectionism slip in here because, hey, I'm ADHD. And that's just it. That's the thing to expect. I am ADHD. I'm an ADHD life coach with ADHD, diagnosed at 28 and now 30 years old, learning still to this day other ways to manage the challenges ADHD brings to my world and to help others better manage those challenges too. My whole world is ADHD. I have a neurodivergent family. I spent eight years working in special education. I am in a relationship with an ADHD partner who has ADHD children. So really, truly, I am ADHD. And I hope that through this podcast, you learn from those experiences and you get some helpful tips and tricks to maybe help you understand, accept, and coordinate the chaos that comes from your ADHD too. Hey there, and welcome to Coordinating Chaos with the ADHD Lady. I'm your host, Amanda, and on today's episode, we're going with the flow. Just kidding, my rigid thinking does not let me do that. Well, sometimes. Yeah, today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that you might have a little bit of a uh, reaction to at first. Meditation. Now, Let me quickly say that I am not one of those coaches who sits there and shoves meditation down your throat. Has it been scientifically proven to help improve ADHD symptoms and executive functioning? Yes. But is this something that I am constantly telling my coaching clients day in and day out? No. It comes up in coaching, that's for sure, because My job as a coach is to let you know what your options are, to let you know skills and strategies that are going to be beneficial to you. And meditation is one of those things. But ADHDers don't want to meditate. And I bet I have a guess as to why you're sitting there right now thinking, ugh, really? This lady's trying to make me meditate. I have ADHD. Like, how do you call yourself the ADHD lady? Guess what, folks? I have ADHD, I am ADHD, and I meditate. But I also don't hold myself to some ridiculous standard to keep my mind 100% clear and to sit freaking still. Not gonna happen. Not every day, at least. I'm far enough in my practice that I really can have those moments now. But in my initial practice, that's not how this went. And I have a special treat for you guys at the end. So seriously bear with me, listen to what I have to offer, and see if maybe, maybe this is something that can help. So let's address the first concern. How am I, an ADHDer, going to clear my racing brain that is constantly in this non-linear thinking pattern, clear it enough to sit there and meditate? Again, you don't have to clear your mind. Not yet, at least. You see, in meditation, there's this thought process called the monkey mind. When Buddhist monks were starting to write their teachings of meditation, the monkey mind is something that continued to come up. 
In some texts, the monkey mind is really that amygdala part of our brain, that more primitive side that is constantly hopping from one big emotion to another. But the monkey mind really describes an ADHD brain. I'm not saying that we're primitive. Although, because of the way our nervous system reacts, we definitely can fall into that amygdala response more often than our neurotypical peers. But the monkey mind, the idea of our brain jumping from branch to branch, thought to thought, from past to present to future, all in one five-second span, yeah, that's our brain. That's how an ADHD brain goes, with constantly racing between one thought and the next. And in meditation, you are not expected to just get rid of your monkey mind. You don't have to sit there and clear all the thoughts. The first step in being able to meditate and get to a place where maybe you can have a clear mind is accepting the monkey mind, accepting that thoughts are going to come in. And depending on who your instructor is, depending on if you're doing one-on-one -on -one meditation or listening to a recording on Spotify or YouTube, some instructors might bring up the monkey mind. They might not call it that. They might say something like, as thoughts begin to come into your head, thank the thought, acknowledge the thought, and let the thought go when it's ready. Okay, I can do that. I can acknowledge that I'm doing this thing, this thing that's hard for me, this thing that's uncomfortable for me, this thing that's new and different, this thing that I instinctively want to avoid because it feels like it's going against what my brain is normally doing. It's going against the hop from thought to thought. But... Being able to have that level of acceptance within myself. Well, I think I can do that. I think I can acknowledge that my brain is constantly racing. And I think that acceptance might help me to learn how to let those racing thoughts go. That doesn't mean extinguish them completely. That doesn't mean they're never allowed to come back. That doesn't mean that a new thought isn't going to come in two seconds later. But seeing the thought of, oh, I need to add milk to the grocery list. It's gonna happen, especially when you have a brain that isn't used to taking time for silence. You see, one of the problems we have when we go to sleep at night is that's the first time that our brain has had to stop. That it's not facing distraction after distraction. It hits the pillow and the thoughts come racing in. Mmm, I got you on that one, huh? You're starting to think a little here, aren't you? And you know how I know that? You're starting to have those thoughts that, huh, that sounds like me. Yeah, I do have a hard time going to sleep at night. Oh my god, there's 25 billion things that keep me from falling asleep. There's 25 billion things on that to-do list. And I just don't know what to do with all of these thoughts. When we give our brain at least two minutes 
earlier in our day to let those thoughts come in, to see the thought, and then to wave it goodbye, at least for the moment. It makes that time when our head hits the pillow a little lighter. Maybe instead of 25 billion new thoughts, we can reduce it to 15. 15 billion, probably, at the beginning of all this. Gotta give ourselves some grace here. But I bet by this point, you're sitting there thinking, okay, yeah, sure, I can see the, the mental stuff. All right, I can see how that could maybe help me. And I can probably let the thought come in and say hi to it and thank you, whatever, and let it go away. Sure. But you want me to sit still. Seriously? You want me to sit still? I am fidgeting non-stop. There is always something in my hands. My leg is always bouncing. And I won't be able to meditate properly if all that is happening. So, okay, Amanda, now what? What do you have for that one, ADHD lady? Yeah, I see you. <laughs> I am you. I get it. Body doesn't want to be still. Not unless it isn't a dead sleep. Well, it didn't want to be. Now I can actually lay down, close my eyes, and think of the things that I want to think of in my meditation and allow that stillness to come into my body. But that is not how I started with this whole practice. It's not how it began. And actually, the type of meditation that was really helpful to me in the beginning was EFT tapping. What this particular type of meditation does is the instructor will tell you, tap on this meridian point, tap on this meridian point. And by tapping on these points, it helps you to better regulate your nervous system. And through that, you're also being guided to confront and accept the feelings that you're currently experiencing. For example, instead of some rainbows and sunshine, oh, there's no stress at all, we can accept that I am feeling stressed right now. I acknowledge that this stress is having an impact on my mind and body. See, that's the thing I love about this particular type of meditation because there are so many styles of meditation and I am not going to go into all of them in this podcast episode. If you want to learn more about that, I do have a masterclass on ADHD-friendly meditating coming up in September. So check out my website for that. But this tapping meditation, what the instructor will typically guide you into doing is seeing the way that you're feeling, seeing the impact of those feelings on your mind and body, and accepting those things as they are. And then through the meditation, you then get to a place where we're talking about the goals of how we want to release those feelings, the goals of how we want to transition from one feeling to another, how we want to release the stress and be able to ease into our day. See, I like this one because, again, it's not just some, ooh, rainbows and unicorns. It's all fine. No, see, the reason that most of us go to meditation is because something's not fine. 
at least at first, that may be the reason that you're going towards the idea of, okay, well, I'm willing to try anything. I guess I can meditate. And then once you see, wow, this, this really kind of helps me, that's when we can approach that meditation with, actually, I'm in a pretty good place today. And I'm just continuing this practice because I know that it can help with reducing stress. It can help to lower my blood pressure. It can help to improve my executive functioning by strengthening my prefrontal cortex. And then it becomes easier to sit there and do this for longer chunks of time. But the EFT tapping, you are constantly moving because you are constantly tapping on those different points on your body. And there are other forms of movement meditation. Things like yoga and Tai Chi are ways to meditate, but while your body is not sitting completely still. And I got some news for you. Not every single time that I meditate am I just laying there completely still. If my foot needs to shake, I let it shake. And here's the, the funny quote that I think of with that one. Some people worry about falling asleep during meditation. And actually, a friend of mine shared this quote. If you fall asleep while meditating, that means that you needed to rest. Which is so true. I mean, clearly, your body needed something else. But at that point, then it really becomes a nap versus meditation. But the meditation is what got you there. So great job. And I don't say that sarcastically. I'm serious. Any time that you're putting into trying is amazing. Because here's the other thing with ADHD. Because so many of us are perfectionists, it keeps us from trying to do something that we think needs to be a certain way. So if you go in with the expectation that meditation, you can't fall asleep, you have to sit there just totally still with a clear mind, and I'm not going to be able to do that. So then when you try and those things inevitably happen, because ADHD, then we get mad. And then we get mad at ourselves for doing the things that we knew were going to happen. And I can't believe you still, you still couldn't do it. You still couldn't do the thing. And then we don't try again because we quit, because we think we failed. You did not fail. You tried something new. You tried something that was hard. And you are resilient. And you can try again. And next time, you might get a whole nother minute into the meditation before more thoughts come racing in, before you feel the need to get up and move. And guess what you do the next time? You try again and you keep trying until you get to the point that you feel comfortable, till you see what benefits you in this practice. One thing that I have personally seen as a significant benefit is my ability to hold information in my working memory. All day long, I sit in front of a computer and listen to people tell me about their ADHD. While they're telling me these things, my job is to be there to support them and teach them skills and strategies to help them with managing those symptoms. My job also is to educate. Hey, did you know that this thing is common with executive dysfunction? 
And here's how we can help. That's a lot of brain power, friends. That's a lot of working memory, especially when I'm working with ADHDers who will sit there beginning to tell me a story and then get distracted halfway through. And my job is to listen to the story that comes out of the distraction, but then to also remember the point that brought them to the distractible moment. And I do. And I really attribute this growth in my working memory to not just the practice that I've done, because I've definitely been working on building that skill set, but the practice of meditation and the space that it has created in that prefrontal cortex for myself to be able to use my executive functions better. At the end of the day, I am still an ADHDer. I still struggle with executive dysfunction. Don't get me wrong. But Starting this meditation practice was one of the best things that I have done for myself, and it truly has made a positive impact on my day-to-day life. It also has helped me significantly with my emotional control. And again, there are tons of benefits to meditation, which is all part of that future course, but the point of this podcast episode is just to give you that overview. And I hope that addressing those two primary concerns for most ADHDers, it helps you to maybe see that, hey, this might not be such a bad thing for me to try out. And if I don't do it perfectly the first time, I don't have to quit. I don't have to give up. I can just try again. That, my friends, is growth mindset. (laughs) And that is something in my perfectionism course that we'll be talking about. So many upcoming webinars. If you're interested in learning about those webinars, please go to theadhdlady.org backslash webinars or just visit theadhdlady.org. I have been adding more resources to my store. I've got a cute little day planner there that's very ADHD friendly. I have a couple of blog posts and, you know, all of that information on coaching, group coaching, one-on-one coaching. I'm hoping to start my large group October 6th. So if you're looking for an affordable coaching option, please reach out and let's get you going. But for today, I am going to leave you with this. Here's a little sample of one of the meditations that I've created. I am taking a course to become a meditation instructor. I am almost done with the course and almost at my certification. And this is one of the meditations that I created out of this class. And I'm sharing it with you guys today. Please do not practice this meditation while driving. Please make sure that you are in a safe and comfortable space. And please be mindful of your surroundings as you're going and practicing this meditation. But also remember that it's okay if the thoughts come in. It's okay if as I'm guiding you through this meditation, you need to pause halfway through and get up and move because that is a huge step for an ADHD brain to take. So here it is. Here is my five-minute mindfulness meditation. And I have a whole slew of things to say on mindfulness at another time. (laughs) But I hope you guys enjoy. If you have any questions and are trying to get yourself into meditation, you really are wanting to make this something that you do, please reach out. 
seeing that I am almost done with my certification, I actually will be doing stress management sessions where you and I can work one-on-one to find the meditation tool that best suits your needs in an ADHD-friendly way, of course. So once again, I'm Amanda, the ADHD lady. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And instead of my typical outplay music, I am going to play the five-minute meditation for you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I'd like you to get comfortable in your chair and relax. Take a deep breath and place your feet flat on the floor, really feeling your feet in contact with the ground underneath you. And just take a few deep breaths in this position for a moment. I'd like you to start focusing on your toes. Scrunch them up and then release. Now relax your ankles. Calf muscles, knees, and thigh muscles. Remember, let any thoughts you may have float up and away from you in an air bubble. Now relax your buttocks, pelvic area, and begin to notice any tension you may have in your back. Breathe deeply in. And as you breathe out, slowly relax and release any tension you may have in your back. Now your shoulders. Lift them up and then release completely. Wonderful job. Now it's time to relax your neck and your jaw muscles. Take a deep breath in. And as you breathe out, let go of any tension that you're holding in your neck and your jaw. Finally, the top of your head. If you would like, hunch your shoulders up one last time. And as you release your shoulders, any remaining tension can sink down and flow out of you. Wonderful. Take a few more deep breaths and enjoy this feeling of relaxation and calm a little while longer.
I'd like you to now slowly bring your attention back to the room. Begin noticing the sounds around you. Be mindful of how your body feels in this moment. Be mindful of the space around you. And when you are ready, open your eyes. You did such a wonderful job. How does your body feel now? If you need to, at any time, you can start at your toes and work your way up, being mindful of each time you squeeze the muscle and relax it. You did such a wonderful job. Thank you for joining the ADHD lady today for this quick mindful meditation. Enjoy the rest of your day.